Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this difficult but necessary question. What do we do when God doesn't answer our prayers the way we hoped he would, the way we prayed that he would? This is such a tough one, moms and dads. It's hard for us and it's hard for our kids when God's answer is no. There are times in our lives when we pray and we fast and we hope for a miracle and we speak the word of God over a situation in our lives and God is still faithful, but he doesn't give us the answer we prayed for, the one we hoped for, the answer that this person might have gotten and that person might have gotten, but for some reason we didn't. My special guest today has walked that path. A devastating diagnosis with his first child blindsided him and led to a four-year battle with depression. (laughs) Oh, but God met him, moms and dads, in the most beautiful way. It will give you chills to hear how God has walked with Andy Howard through his darkest hours as a parent and how he has been faithful even though he didn't get the answer he prayed for god has truly brought beauty out of what broke him and what he has learned will bless us all that's the plan for this episode of christian parent crazy world so let's get started is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey, mamas and papas, I have a very quick favor to ask. I am headed down to Houston at the end of the month for the Spark Media Ignite Conference for podcasters. Christian Parent Crazy World was so blessed to win a Spark Media Award in the category of Best Kids and Family Podcast in 2022. Woohoo! And we hope to make a very good showing again this year. They also have a fan favorite award would you take just a minute seriously it it takes less than a minute and cast a ballot for cpcw to win in the category of best female host i'll put a link in the show notes on live audio and on my website or you know you can just google ignite media awards that's ignite like to light something up uh, media awards and it'll pop right up then click on ignite 2023 awards and it'll take you right there voting is only open through september 23rd so i would greatly appreciate your support and hey if you ever need me to cast a vote for you to be the best female podcast host or you know, something else that you actually do, drop me a line at Catherine at CatherineSeegers.com and I will return the favor. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Alrighty. For over 20 years, Andy Howard has served in ministry as a youth pastor and a marriage ministry pastor. Andy is an advocate for mental health awareness as he has known the heaviness of depression himself. That battle with depression led Andy to tip the scales at 345 pounds. He was self-medicating a crisis in his family with food. He and his wife Tiffany decided to change that, losing over 350 pounds combined. They have co-founded a health coaching business called Taking Back My Life, where they have helped thousands of people get healthy and well. Andy is also host of the When Words Don't Come Easy podcast, and he has authored a book with the same name. You'll hear more about that in our conversation. He lives with his wife, Tiffany, in Bryan, Texas, and their three beautiful daughters, Peyton, Parker, and Presley. Okay, so that's the official resume, folks. But what you will love about Andy's testimony is how raw and real he is. He isn't a preacher pontificating about grace and mercy through life's greatest disappointments. No, no. This guy has lived it for over 15 years, and he's come out with so many trophies that he is sharing with all of us. This one's going to be a two-parter, you guys. This week, you will hear Andy's testimony of how God has walked with him step-by-step through his darkest hours, how he has worked through an answer from God that wasn't what he wanted and how God spoke a powerful message to him that we all need to hear. And next week, just one week away, you will hear part two, which I'll tell you more about at the end of the show. So with that, let's jump right in. Andy, welcome to the program. It's so wonderful to have you here. Well, thank you for having me, Catherine. It's an honor to do this. I always love getting to uh, share our story and I just uh, pray it'll be a blessing to you and your listeners. 
I know it well because I've already heard it. I've been listening to your podcast and your story. I'm, I was just telling you before the show, I forgot to bring my box of Kleenex with me <laughs> because I just love to hear how God has used what has been some very dark hours in your parenting yeah. and to, to grow you, to sanctify you yeah. and to do a lot of uh, uh, good, not only in your life, but in the kingdom because you're writing about this and you're podcasting yeah. about this. But before we get to that, I do have a little issue. I've been listening to some of your latest podcasts and and there's a, a little bit of a trust issue I have here, I have to Uh-oh. say. Something a little surprising, shocking to me given my my preferences in life. I discovered that you don't like ice cream. What is up with that? Oh man. So this is true. I'm the oddball of my family because we, we stop every time and I'm the, the one in the corner like, can you guys hurry up with the ice cream? I don't know. I, I don't know why. Was something wrong? Was it something wrong in your childhood? We, we may need to dive in deeper to that. <laughs> I don't know if I need uh, to see my therapist again and ask her that question. <laughs> but I no, really, it's more the sensory that just how cold really? it okay. is. That I, but you I just, live in Texas, right? I live in Texas. It's hot there. It's like a blast furnace right now. And yes, the ice cream would probably come in handy, the temperature-wise. <laughs> But I'm I don't not, know. That's the one thing that has never been a temptation for me. Like, and we are uh, health coaches as well. Me and my wife, we have a business there, and so oh, yeah. we help people uh, lose weight. And so when they talk about the temptation of ice cream, I don't, I don't, don't <laughs> understand what they're talking about. Yeah, I can't relate because I'm like, it's never been a temptation for me. But it is one of my biggest. My my girls and my wife love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm huge and to me it's like the perfect dessert because it can it combines or can combine all desserts. You can have candy in it, you can have <laughs> cookies in it, you can have brownies or cake or pie. I mean, it combines what? every or you can make a cake out of it. You can have an ice cream cake. So it's literally one of my favorite things on the planet. So I'm going to suspend my disbelief here <laughs> and you're not going to bring me over to the dark side of yeah. not liking it. But anyway, I do we'll, understand we'll I am the one that's the weird one because everybody <laughs> yeah, I know loves bit. ice cream. So I, I'm the, that's my odd thing. But yeah, that's it's ice okay. Cream. Well, we'll just keep moving past that. I think I'll I'll try to learn how to trust you anyway. Um, I just had to lighten that up because we are we are talking about a heavy topic today of what God can teach us as parents through our darkest hours. You have an amazing, amazing testimony. We actually just did a show with Dr. Douglas Grotice about how a good God can allow so much evil and suffering in the world. And hearing testimonies like yours, though, I think really helps to understand when people have walked through those darkest hours what you've learned. But let's let's back this up and start a lot earlier. You were a preacher's kid, right? Yes, yes. So I'm uh, my mom and dad uh preachers or pastors. Uh-huh. And I had uh, four older brothers, so I was the baby of the family. So uh, we had five kiddos and you know my family growing mm. up as well. So I was the baby, always the one probably instigating and causing problems <laughs> for my big brothers. But yeah, I had four brothers, uh, no sisters. Oh, wow. So we were all boys. So my mom had mm. it rough. She was outnumbered, but you know, she <laughs> no lie. She was the best. She really was. Uh-huh. And and my dad as well. I grew up in a just a a pastor's home didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of love in our family. Uh-huh. Just a, I would describe it as a perfect childhood, really. Just absolutely loved it. And so people often ask, because I've kind of heard the rest of my testimony, you know, when did the depression start or when did uh-huh. this and that happen? It wasn't until much later in life because my childhood just... It was just amazing. So I'm just so grateful for my childhood and for, I guess, the foundation that happened. Uh, 
from living in a godly home and uh, meeting Jesus at an early age. So it helped me, save me from a lot of, a lot of trouble in, in my younger years, for sure. Okay. So, so it wasn't during your childhood. I mean, I, I also have a history with um, depression and anxiety, and I would say that probably started very young adulthood, Mm -hmm. late childhood. I was just getting towards the end of high school. When did that, when did that start for you? So I'll never forget for us. So I, we got married, I was around 24. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Peyton was born, that's my oldest daughter. She just turned 15 now, which Gosh, I blink my eyes and, and they grow so fast. You guys are, you guys with, who have kids know how fast it goes. But yes. I'll never forget uh, sitting in a uh, chief neurologist of Dallas Children's Medical Center. We had an appointment. We had did test after test. And uh, from up until she was nine months old, all they could do was label her as a failure to thrive. Uh, they didn't know she didn't have a diagnosis. They, they couldn't find what was wrong, but she wasn't gaining weight. She mm. was not hitting a lot of those milestone markers. And she was our first born kid. So we were brand new parents, a little naive, I guess, looking back as well, because we didn't know that she wasn't uh, thriving. (laughs) She was just our joy, you know? And uh, So you didn't know anything in pregnancy at all that there could be anything wrong. Okay. So it it was only the developmental stages you were hearing from your doctor that she wasn't meeting that kind of let you know something wasn't right. We knew she wasn't wasn't gaining weight and we knew Mm -hmm. she couldn't tolerate food uh, a Mm -hmm. lot. She she pretty much would throw up every feeding almost. So she actually was born very tiny as well. She was only five, four, five pounds, four ounces, Mm. but she actually went backwards uh, in weight. So she lost weight instead of gaining weight. And so uh, that was part of the the fear. They knew something wasn't quite right, but we Mm. did tests after tests from so many. And then uh, finally led to the appointment in a chief neurologist room, which you, I guess from a major hospital like that, it's one of the biggest in the world, actually, one of the best children's hospitals in the world. But to have an appointment with the chief neurologist, there should have been a sign. I, I didn't really see it coming, but he walked in with a box of Kleenexes. You mentioned that earlier. No, I know. I'm, I need yeah. mine now. Yeah. He said, there's really no easy way to tell you this. And he went on to describe, we had just had an MRI of Peyton's brain. And he said, she's she's got 10% brain function and that she'll never walk or talk, barring a miracle. She'll never walk or talk. She'll never be able to use her hands to say per se with fine detail, like pick up a pencil or, or use her fingers. Uh, if she's lucky, she'll be able to use her arms to give you a hug or to hug a pillow or a teddy bear. Uh, she was legally blind and that she, that, which means like if you're driving down the road, uh, she could see colors, she could see shapes, but she could never see the fine detail of a tree. For, for instance, she could see the, the brown or the green, but she'd never see the details of the leaves. And it was about that point that, everything just kind of faded in the background. He was kind of talking like Charlie Brown's teacher. And it just, at, at that point, uh, I just was, we sat there, I held Tiffany's hand. My That's my wife. And uh, afterwards he said, I'm going to give you guys, take all the time you need. But uh, he had to see other patients and it was very hard. Uh, if, if you've ever, for any of your listeners who've ever been to Dallas Children's Medical, it's probably one of the longest hallways to the parking garage. And so at that point, we were just trying our best to uh, make it to the car, make it to safety before we could just, you know, let it loose. But we didn't make it. You know, we're just crying. I'm sure we looked uh, looked crazy, I'm sure. But we were just having a very emotional moment. And uh, I, re- I remember just calling mom and dad. They were still alive at that time. And uh, 
they were my safe haven, my my rock. Every time something bad happened, call mom and dad. And and I remember I couldn't even get the words out. And mom answered the phone. She was just like, uh, James, that's my dad. So James, it's Andy, something's wrong. And they just came to the phone and started praying over us because uh, I couldn't spit couldn't spit any words out for the first few minutes. And they just started praying. And there was such a sweet peace and that presence that filled the car right there in the parking lot there. But it was at that moment that I began to deal with depression. It wasn't there. It was a little bit down the road, but that was the incident that happened that led to my depression. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. I can imagine. I know that with a lot of people that it's some sort of inciting incident like that. And I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I mean, it sounds like you were completely, I mean, now you knew something wasn't quite right, but there are a lot of kids who don't gain weight. There are a lot of kids who don't eat well, that have dietary problems. You don't imagine necessarily hearing a diagnosis that changes every day for the rest of your life. And that's what you got. It was a big one. Yeah, because yeah, we did the heart test. I mean, they, I guess, were doing, they didn't know where else to, they were just going down the list. And so she was passing with flying colors, test after test. And we're like, well, you know, oh, God's going to do oh. it again, right? He's going to do it again. And so we knew it was a very important test, but at the same time, you never expect the worst news. And uh, that's, how it, that's how it went for us. Oh, see, and that's it. You know, you have this expectation yeah. that God's going to act one way, that he's going to yeah. answer your prayers one way. And and when that doesn't happen, we've you know been through a rough season with some friends of ours, two sets of friends where, you know, there were cancer diagnoses with the father in each family and, wow. you know, kids still in the home. And that was the prayer. Obviously, God heal God. Yeah. You know, please, this is what we're asking for. And one of them was really, really, really gruesome in the sense that he had a a tumor behind his eye that ended up just taking, I mean, just taking over the whole side of the face. And just when you just the he agony, agony. And, you know, with his family, they're watching every step of the way. And you're like, Lord, this this, you know, your word says you can. Obviously, we know you can. And, And you see you read the stories in the Gospels, right? Yeah, Jesus yeah. around healing everybody. I'm like, yeah, where am I healing? You know, where's yes. the here? So, how did you deal with that? How did this affect your relationship with God? And obviously, you said this started to lead to your depression. Yeah. Walk us through that because I mean, I'm sure the question, why me, God? Because you're, you're, I'm sure yeah. you know, you're a young couple. You're surrounded by lots of parents who have perfectly healthy babies. Yeah, and you don't. Well, it, 
it's so good that you you say that. So what I did, so initially very upset, uh, very because yeah. obviously, but yeah. then my mom and dad prayed over me, and I was like, mm. oh wow, and you know I felt this peace rise up, and I'm like, everything's gonna be okay. He still got us. He's not surprised by this. Same prayer I prayed over many people. Right. Uh, I didn't mention at the time, so I'm serving as a youth pastor okay. at our church, and so here's the guy, you know, supposed to have it all together. He's on staff at a church. And so, of course, I don't have time for uh, depression or anything like that. Mm. And and plus, so anyways, I did what I thought was the mighty thing that, that a dad would do. And I remember telling Tiff, I, I'm going to pray every single day until my daughter receives her healing. And I claimed it. I threw it out there. And, and it was honest and it was sincere at the moment. And. Uh, at the time, I still worked uh, about an hour away in Dallas, so I, I would, as by vocational ministry, as part-time at the church, but then I had a full-time job to kind of help pay the mm. bills. And so I would drive an hour to and from work, and I thought, this is a perfect time. <laughs> I would yep. just pray every a morning and then every afternoon. And and it was sincere and it was honest. And so many times I felt the very peace of God, and so much, and I just felt so strong with it. But somewhere along the way, and I don't even remember exactly when, maybe six months in, maybe longer, I don't know, maybe up mm-hmm. to a year, I don't know exactly when, but somewhere along the way, those honest, sincere prayers turn into bitter, why me prayers? Like, mm-hmm. God, don't you see me? I mean, I'm at the time was working three jobs to be able to do counting the you know youth pastor job, the regular job, and then I'd work on the weekends to help just make enough money just to serve as a youth pastor. I'm like, if anyone, you know, deserves a favor here, God, yeah. it's me, right? Did, did you forget me? Did you forget I exist? The, all the things, it, it was the, it was the enemy. It was lies of the enemy. He said, look at you, look at you. You know, mm-hmm. he, he forgot all about you. So somewhere along the way, those honest, sincere prayers, uh, led into what I later would find out was depression because mm-hmm. it started off as a bad day. I uh, started off as just, what, and here's what's wild. The whole time I'm seeing God answer other prayers, uh, <sighs> seeing kids in my youth group uh, get saved, uh, come to Jesus, uh, which was very cool. Uh, seeing miracles happen for them when they'd say, you know, my dad has this this test that we're really worried about and, and seeing God answer. And so the whole time you're seeing, oh, well, he's, he, he cares. And this is the lie of the enemy. That's what I, if you're stumbled upon this podcast today, I want you to hear that, that there, there's an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And so mm-hmm. no matter who you are, no matter what title you have, if you're in ministry or not, he's going to be feeding you lies in your head. Well, look at how God loves this person. Look at him take care of this person. But mm-hmm. yet he's forgotten about you. And so that's that's kind of where the, uh, the depression started at that point. You know, I love that scripture even speaks to us in that place. All of them, but so much of the Psalms, so much of the Psalms are are David working through that kind of stuff. How long, oh Lord, (laughs) will you allow me to sit in this den of suffering and all of everyone hates me and everyone's attacking me? And usually, almost always in the Psalm, he'll he'll turn a corner. He turns a corner and he, but nevertheless, I will speak to myself, get, you know, to my soul and tell it to praise the Lord. so scripture definitely speaks to that. But the, the one section of scripture that most comes to mind when you're talking about this is John the Baptist, when he's in prison, you know, he had this wonderful ministry. He was the one who introduced Jesus to That's the so world cool. as the Messiah. Yeah. Blessed is he who, you know, the Lamb of God who <laughs> takes away the sins of the world. You know, he was the one who introduced everybody to Jesus. Yeah. And then on, 
you know, he sees the clouds part, the voice of God comes down and behold, this is my son and whom I am well pleased. You know, I, I've never heard that. I don't know about you, but that, that was, you know, he saw <laughs> all of that yeah. it and had this incredible ministry. But of course he speaks out for God's righteousness and his standard against some corruption that was in the governing officials, finds himself mm-hmm. in prison awaiting his own execution. He's about to be mm-hmm. beheaded. All, most wow. of his disciples flee. And he's hearing all these exploits of Jesus, like you were talking about. All these other people are getting healed, right? And <laughs> people are, you know, the lame are yeah. walking, the line, blind are seeing, and the deaf are hearing. So all of this is happening. And so he sends this meek, kind of honestly pathetic little message to Jesus through his messenger. Um, can you can you go ask Jesus if he's the one we're waiting for, if we should keep looking? And really, it's kind of wow. like, hello, hello, Jesus, remember you me? Remember me yeah. <laughs> I introduced you to everybody. Yeah. I was kind of like, I had the big ministry and now you do. And now I'm in prison wow. because I was speaking your truth. You know, he's in the prison. So good. Yeah. And <laughs> And Jesus sends the most amazing message back because, you know, you would think he would be like rushing to John the Baptist's side to comfort him and to send him this, you know, big pep talk. And he doesn't. He kind of rubs a little salt in the wound here. He says, yeah, it's true. The lame walk, the blind see, the dead are raised. And then he pulls it back and he says this. Yeah, everything you're hearing is true. And I get it, John. I know where you are. Wow. And the lowest of the low, the darkest of the dark places. And then he says this, blessed is he who is not offended mm. on account of me. <laughs> and I'm going to be on your show soon and talking about, yeah. you know, recovering from a miscarriage. And the Lord yeah. spoke to th- that to me because, yeah, he could have answered me differently. He could have answered you differently. Yeah, He could have answered my friend differently who had the tumor behind the eye. I don't know why he didn't. We don't always have the why. Right. But blessed is he who is not offended on account of me. And I think what that means to me is that God can, he's all powerful. He can, but sometimes in his sovereignty, he chooses not to. And we don't always understand that, but blessed are we, blessed are you, Andy, blessed am I, when we do not take on the bitterness or the offense, but we submit our walk to the Lord and say, even in this Lord, even though you slay me yet, will I, yet, yet will I trust you? So how did you turn that corner? How, what happened with this depression? How did you come back to a place where you could openly praise the Lord in, in a heart of genuineness and sincerity? Well, thank you one uh, for sharing all that. Cause you just ministered to me. I thought I was supposed to be helping your <laughs> listeners, but that touched me so oh, much. No, no. Well, I'll share it you. on your podcast later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That was very powerful uh, for me. So the whole journey, my, and, and there's, I'm not saying I'm completely, I mean, there are days no, when I have to be reminded, I have to go back to the Lord and, and see him and stay focused. Cause when you lose sight on Jesus, that's what happens. I, I just lost my sight. I lost my focus, mm-hmm. but there are still times, but the whole part, the depression part was about a four year journey mm-hmm. for me, even whole time still ministering. I was still helping people put on my smile, my, my youth pastor hat. Mm-hmm. And I went to work and, and yet still God would use me, which was very cool looking back how he would still choose to use me, mm-hmm. but I, it was still a dark season for me. And, I, and I'll never forget. We had some friends on staff with us there and my wife and I, we thought, well, maybe if we just went and got away for a little bit, uh, we went mm-hmm. to a place called Gulf Shores, Alabama, mm-hmm. a beautiful area. If anyone's ever been down there and it's right on the water. We went together so we could rent a condo because neither one of us, uh, the couples had a lot of money, but we were able to get a condo together 
supposed to be the happiest week of your life, right? Because you're you're on vacation, you're at a happy, beautiful, just a beautiful area. So right on the water. I always love the the ocean, the beach. Mm-hmm. I always love that. And I found myself at my I guess the darkest place, the the hardest part of, of the depression, just walking around seeing these dads uh throw the frisbee on the beach and seeing dads get buried in the sand on the beach, which I don't know why I would wish that uh, on myself. But I'm like, wow, look at all these things that I'm going to miss out on. Uh, seeing dads get pushed in the pool by, by the kids. And I'm like, oh, look at this. It was like every single thing, instead of focusing on the good from it, I was focusing on the negative of the why me's and look at what I'm missing out on. And one morning, it was our last day there. I couldn't sleep that evening. I tossed and turned, and finally, it was around four thirty a.m. and I, I just couldn't sleep anymore. And I finally, was, I, and I couldn't go anywhere because it was a small condo I, with two couples. So I just decided to I take a walk, and uh, I'm walking on the beach. There's a couple about a hundred yards ahead of me. I couldn't tell exactly what they were doing, but they had their flashlights out, and and I thought maybe they're looking at fish or what. And then as I got closer, I realized every once in a while they, they would pick up something. Every once in a while they would keep them. Every once in a while they'd throw them back. And then as I got closer, I realized they were collecting seashells. And then I realized they were only keeping the whole shells. They were only keeping the complete shells. And it was at that very moment, and I'll never forget it. It was, I can't say it's audibly. I, I, I don't remember it being audibly, but I felt it in my all my heart just God whispered to me, there is beauty in the broken, which is the the tagline of, of my book. And it's kind of the main theme of my book. There is beauty in the broken. And it was like this dam just cracked and broke. Uh, just all that pent up frustration, all that depression, all the darkness just began to just overflow with, with this joy. I started crying like a, <laughs> like a madman. I'm, I'm grateful that it was uh, dark still. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm sure all these people are like, what is this? Can I then do what uh, <laughs> it's probably very bizarre to most people, but I started collecting the broken shells. Yes. So I, just I love my shirt that. Over, you know, like a bucket and I, I'm filling up my shirt with these and I, I got up to about 100, 150 shells. I mean, it's just full. And I'm, I'm just crying like crazy. And I'm sure people are like, this man well, has lost his mind. There wasn't a whole lot of people out at that time. So thank goodness. But I turned around. I don't even know how many miles I walked, but just felt such peace. And that was just the beginning of, of the the end for me. I, I would still, my wife, she saw things in me uh, through that point and had set up mm-hmm. some appointments for me because I wasn't strong enough yeah. to do it about you know, seeking help, seeking therapy, uh, godly wisdom, godly therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they were able to help me get all the way through it. But like mm-hmm. I said, I still uh, see them today, even every once in a while, not all, not as much as during the darkest times. But I, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. If you're wondering about seeking therapy. Um, oh, no, if you yeah, had a wonderful. Yeah. If you had a broken arm, you wouldn't just not go to the doctor. I, I can fix this on my own or whatever, but the trauma in your brain is your most, I would say, argument is the most important piece of you, maybe your brain or your heart, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but it's so important. And so uh, why would we choose to not uh, get help there? But that was that was the the big change for me as, as he, he let me know, because we're all broken people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're just, we're all in need of a savior. One, we're all sinful. We're all in need of, of hope. And so he, he told me there's beauty in the broken. And, and uh, 
And so ever since then, I've been able to see the the beauty and the negative and all the, the broken areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And then even then, and this was some 10 years ago, even at that moment, I knew I was supposed to write the book. It took me 10 years to get around to do it, but I, uh-huh. but I did. And uh, so God has been faithful through all of it. Even when I, I would say I took my eyes off him, I, I didn't leave. I didn't backslide per se. I didn't turn from my faith or, or renounce God, but mm-hmm. I, I, uh, through all of it, I was just in a very dark place. And he was there the whole time looking back. He was mm. there the whole time. So he's so grateful and so faithful. And, and I'm so grateful for him. Uh, I just love that image of you <laughs> weeping, walking around yeah. the beach on the early pre-dawn before the sun comes up, crying and, and throwing back the perfectly good shells because somebody else is going to want them, but picking up the broken ones because that's such a beautiful image of our God. Yeah, That's a, yeah. such a beautiful image of Jesus. That's what he does with us. He he doesn't throw back the, but there are no, <laughs> there, yeah. there are no, we're all broken, like you said, right. but such a beautiful, beautiful story, story of our imagery there of God speaking to you and in such a powerful way, right when you needed it. So how have yeah. you seen how have you seen the beauty and the brokenness that, that that tell us about Peyton now? What is what is her life like and where have you seen the beauty from the ashes yeah. there? The gladness from mourning, praise from despair, which we're told about. in I think it's Isaiah 61. I love that yeah. section of scripture. So how have you seen that in raising this child that has some very, very serious special needs? To hear the answer to that question, tune in next week. Yeah, just seven days away. You know, I've been bi-weekly for a while for most of this show's existence, but I am up in my game right now to produce shows more often. Don't you just love Andy's heart and his testimony? You don't want to miss next week's conclusion where Andy shares how God is bringing beauty out of the broken places in his life. How Jesus is communicating with Peyton every single day. That part of his testimony will give you chills. It is amazing. And how we in the body of Christ can help families with children who have special needs. That is so important. We need to be the feet of Jesus Jesus, bringing families like Andy's assistance in their times of need. And we need to be God's arms wrapping them up in love. He's going to tell us how to do that. You don't want to miss it. In the meantime, you can check out Andy's podcast, When Words Don't Come Easy, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can pick up a copy of his book with the same name. I'll post links in the show notes, and you can find out about all things Andy by visiting his website at andyhoward.com. One final word to you. I I really hope that each and every one of you is so blessed by that incredible image of Andy collecting all the broken shells on that beach. You know, that, that image has been playing over and over and over in my mind. I need it so badly right now because something breaks each and every one of us in this life. Usually it's, it's many things. We're all broken and our God doesn't throw back the broken shells. He sees all of our broken places and he shines his light through those holes and and jagged edges. And he lovingly mends us. That doesn't mean everything gets fixed the way that we want it to this side of heaven. 
but God will use what has broken us to help us find beauty and to help us be more like him. And we're going to talk more about that next time. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, And be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.